0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Future Construct podcast. I am your host, Amy Peck, and we have a... Actually, we're turning the tables on another podcast host today. Uh, Mike Merrill, who is, in addition to being a fantastic podcast host, uh, is the co-founder and chief evangelist at WorkMax from About Time Technologies. And your podcast is called the Mobile Workforce Podcast. When do you sleep? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, when I'm dead, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, that's I'm a good so answer. All right, thinking. I know I'm going to get a nap here at some point. But,
0: uh, somewhere, somewhere. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Well, you and me both. We're this is we're gonna we're gonna just like tentatively title this the um, the highly unrested podcast for today. Um, but we're but we're on like the energy of the future and the future workforce. So let's start with the podcast uh, because that's how we first met and sure. how did how did that come about but then i want to you know segue into um you know how how that you know is related to workmax uh, by about time
1: sure so essentially um, over the years i mean like you i have been in the technology space for a long time um, i i started my career in my young 20s as a general contractor and so i grew up in construction and i i was just fascinated with the the process of construction and and you know, trying to be more efficient, growing my business, ship. and, entrepreneurship. and uh, my path eventually led me to partnering with a very good friend of mine that was also a general contractor. We partnered with two software engineers to write a uh, a mobile application way back in the Palm Pilot days. So there was no sync technology, no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi. I mean, it was cable sync to the server. So really old school, um, pretty innovative at that time, but. Um, uh, it was all about efficiency, and so uh, through the years, I do. I was our COO for a long time, helped manage sales and and grow the business, a lot of business development. And right now, like you mentioned, I'm our chief evangelist, and I do a lot of our events and trade shows. I host a podcast, and then I, I help with you know operations, especially sales and marketing leading work with large customers, um, and in all these conversations that I am having and have been having for literally almost two decades. I'm hearing a lot of the same things. There's a lot of companies having challenges, trying to get better, and there's not always a great forum, I think, for some of these conversations to to breathe and to for people to share best practices. So my partners and I felt like maybe it's time we started a podcast and started leading this discussion and giving a place for uh, vendors in our space, contractors, large companies, small companies, talk about culture and safety and uh, suicide awareness and things that really aren't happening. You know, aside from BIM and other really cool technology things, there's other things that affect the business greatly, and we we wanted to create a place where companies could come in and share their best practices
0: and learn from each other. So that's kind of how it came about. I love that, and I, I like that you started the the list of some of the touch points with culture, yeah. because you know I I think that you know once you get past you know revenue and operations. It's, it's sometimes there's just not enough bandwidth to really focus on company culture, things like, and then things like soft skills and, and, and even, you know, diversifying the workforce. Yeah. So, so you know, in the time that you've been doing the podcast and, and certainly since you started the company, you know, have you seen more really awareness and, you know, has there been an impetus to start to really think about, like, what is this next evolution of, you know, not only just culture in the company, but, but what does this company of the future look like?
1: Yeah, we've seen, it, it's been incredible. Um, you know, we, if I look all the way back, um, we have some of our first 10 or 15 or 20 customers Back then, 2004, 2005, they're still customers today. And so they were very innovative back then. And they were thinking about some of these things. They were very futuristic. And they were pioneers and innovators. And so were we. And so um, it's been fun to help those companies continue to enjoy great success because they really adopted these things early. But at the same time, we always talk about these uh, eternal... Prospects that you know come to the trade show booth every year, and this is the year, and and you know they just they never end up doing anything. They continue to, uh, you know, do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And so we um, we just we find that um, generally the market is absolutely embracing and adopting mobility. I mean, there's there's no choice these days, um, and so it's it's very welcoming, um, even in this last year. Uh, we, we grew almost 20% in what we're doing. So uh, despite challenges of supply chain or whatever else is going on in the market, lack of skilled labor and workforce, all these other things, uh, more companies are running towards this and, and really making decisions a little bit quicker than we've seen historically. So it's exciting to see that tidal wave finally coming in and, and companies being able to enjoy the technology that the rest of the world and all the other industries seem to have adopted a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting too. You must have a, a a unique perspective, you know, going to these events, a multitude of events every year um, where you're, you're seeing not just your customers, but you're seeing the other technologies and, 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 and new products that have, that have come down. You know, are there some things that you've seen that, um, you know, are just really fascinating that are exciting for you as far as trends in, in the industry?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, one thing, uh, drone technology is fascinating. Um, we've had a few guests on, um, you know, drone operator and, and other people talking about that type of innovation. And what's exciting about that is that it's not just more efficient with time. It's not just a cost, but there are safety implications. There are so many other things that the accuracy um, the speed that we can turn bids around, and that we can get pricing out, and and that we can confirm the work that's been complete. I mean, there's all these opportunities for really streamlining, and that's that's what we're all about. Is how do we help a contractor build better buildings quicker and more efficiently, so that they save their customer money, they save them, so they make more profit, they're able to pay their employees better. I mean, it's just a win-win-win all the way around. So, any anytime there's an efficiency, we we love to be involved in that and try and figure out how we could help supplement what already exists, and then also continue to, to, you know, break new ground in new innovations.
0: I love that. And now, you know, you, you moved from, you know, kind of the tr- traditional end of the industry kind of to the opposite end of the industry. I mean, mm-hmm. back when really technology and software, as you mentioned, it, it, you know, it hadn't really become as ubiquitous as it is today, uh, especially, you know, our, our mobile devices you know, what, what, what made that like, you know, were there's life changes? Were, were, did, or were you just fa- always fascinated by technology? Like why make the leap?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest thing,
0: every, every
1: friend of mine in the industry was, they were, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. People whine a lot, you know, <laughs> I'm just not a whiner. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't really care to do it. I don't even really enjoy it. I mean, maybe once in a while, but generally it's like, okay, fine. But what are we doing? Like, okay, so what? So there's a problem. So what are we going to do? Like, that's the, just the way that I roll. And so, um, I just got, you know, really tired of hearing everybody complaining about payroll and labor and, you know, They didn't work this, and they didn't do that. You're overbilling me, and your guys weren't here, and all this stuff. So that when when my uh, one of my best friends approached me and said, "Hey, you know, I've got this buddy who's a software engineer, and got this idea. You know, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, how to be more profitable and be more efficient. And the biggest breakdown is tracking labor productivity and knowing real, having like real time labor cost management, like knowing exactly where that visibility is on the job site. And I mean, we we were doing this in 2003, 2004, 2005. I mean, we've been doing it for almost two decades. And there are companies every day that come that have never heard anything about this. And so it's, it's fascinating to me that, you know, what rock are you hiding under that you haven't solved this, right? So uh, I think it's just about just... Just being better and taking action and trying to do something to actually address the issue and it's it's addicting, you know. Can't wait to do more and help more and 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 improve even to greater levels as technology allows us to do that.
0: So I think we have to have um, a no whining zone (laughs) logo that we're going to have. We could probably you know kind of put it out there on on both of our podcasts Uh, because you know I, I I think that that is one of the things that. Um, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, I think you're right. I think people are always pointing the finger at others and complaining about things. Technology actually can solve so much of what we are currently whining about. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I and I think so in the future. Um, but I also think that that in general, the companies who are who are going to survive have to start. Really iterating quickly uh, in terms of how they adopt technology, how they kind of move, especially if they're if they're operating on these incredibly kind of archaic systems, which seems it's it's. I mean, you've even mentioned it too. It's like you have ones who are super modernized and they're always like you know pushing the envelope and trying new things, and then you have others who are still you know clipboard. They're still actually using the actual erasers at the, right. end come at the end of the pencil. And you're like, really? I mean, I don't even have a pencil that has an eraser on it. Right. But you no, know, <laughs> I, it's, uh, I couldn't even find one this morning, actually. Uh, you know, so, you know, how, how do we, how do you think, you know, we bridge that gap and, and, we, and we turn people into kind of doers on this sort of positive scale and like, how do we solve this as opposed to, you know, woe is me, this is so hard. I think, I mean, the, the biggest
1: thing, it's like anything else. Uh, implementation
0: is usually, the, the,
1: that's the fear. Companies say, gosh, you know, we need to do it. I know we need to do it. We're just, you mentioned it earlier. People are so busy. How do you, you know, how do they get the bandwidth? How do they feel like, oh, I, I, let me just add one more project. And what I tell people, and this isn't just a sales pitch for what we do. This is for technology. I'm not adding anything onto your plate. I'm clearing it off. I'm getting rid of the garbage that you're eating. I'm getting rid of it so that you can have nice, lean protein, healthy, you know, I mean stuff that is it's meat, right? It's it's actual profitability, it's savings, it's efficiency. I had a I had a guest on the podcast the other day, small small customer, smaller company, and he said, "Mike, we finished a 9-month project in 3 months." And a lot of it had to do with what we're doing with your application. We're tracking our labor on a daily basis. We're tracking our quantities. We're tracking our units. We know where we're at every moment. They bought a scooter. They bought a scooter to go to the restroom because it was like uh, a 10-minute walk from one end of the project <laughs> to the other where the clubhouse was in this big condo project. They didn't have an outhouse by there. So, But he used our app and he bought a scooter for his guys so that they could be quicker. He said they were saving $1,500 a week in payroll because they bought a scooter. That's amazing. That's- they would have never known that if they didn't have a way to track this data and look at it every day. And it was easy. And he said, our guys, yeah, it took them a couple of days. But after they, after they got it, they're like, thank you for doing this. This is way easier than texting in my hours or putting in a spreadsheet or trying to, you know, tallying it up at the end of Friday. And it, it, it's like better for everybody. And, and now they're on their game. They know what's going on.
0: They're just, they're, they're cutting out and trimming off the fat in their process. That's great. I see like a whole new business unit of bird now, you know, like the, the, yeah. the, the, the Lou scooter, right? Yeah, like- there you go.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Isn't it crazy though? But I mean, who would have, you wouldn't know. I mean, you could say oh, the bathroom was a long ways away, but he had his guys talking in when they went to walk to the bathroom and then he tallied it up for a week and he's like, what is going
0: on? Like a lot. Yeah.
1: I'll go spend 300 bucks and get a little electric scooter
0: that's and, great you and know now see, it's a two-minute that, trip instead that's of 10 problem minutes solving right, right? no whining
1: right? Solve problem. productivity times 10 or 20 guys right yeah and, and they three or four trips a day i mean you're wasting an hour i mean you could be wasting an hour yeah and you could yeah. you know instead of 10 minutes and yeah. how much productivity and and now you're not in the middle of something when you start tomorrow you actually finish up five other things that you were never it's just it's just a big snowball and when you implement technologies that give you that visibility so you can make those decisions now you're not waiting for anyone to tell you anything yeah the apps doing it like they they put the data in they're reminded there's facial recognition GPS geofence like it's locked and loaded not and shared with
0: everybody on the cloud I mean who wouldn't want that right? So that's great I love it oh. I love it So I want to come back to that um, actually I want to come back to to the no whining zone. Uh, when we come back. But first we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna hear from our sponsors. And we are back with Mike Merrill and we're gonna have just a, even though I did announce the no whining zone, um I think we're going to have like a little bit of a whine. I I, I anyone who's listened to the show uh, and a few episodes know that I like I like to take shots at next door largely because that's what people are doing. They're just whining and it's like go take some action, like fix something, <laughs> learn right. I, learn something, I don't know. Um so are there some things that that you're just like you just shake your head and it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to um to our industry? Yeah, I mean, I think the,
1: the biggest thing for me is is uh, when when people complain about they just don't have time, they don't have any time, we're too busy, and it's like, what does that even mean? You're too busy to make more money, you're too busy to be more proper, you're too busy to be efficient, like, sharpen the freaking blade on the axe, stop chopping, chopping the wood with the wrong end, because that's almost where it's at, like. Some companies are doing things that are that are it's almost laughable because I see I see little companies doing great big things. And I see big companies that are still doing some of those little things sometimes. And I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. They got the company chat, yeah. but they won't invest in their software.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the challenge, too, though, is that I think in some cases they have these legacy systems and it just seems kind of insurmountable to be able to kind of, you know, rip it all out. But, you know, at some point, they, those companies are going to be left behind. I mean, technology is just moving forward too quickly. And, you know, we're not even talking about really bringing in like immersive technology, blockchain, AI, that's all coming down the pike. You know, we're still just trying to like, how do we get the software bring the software in, get everybody trained on it and then get the software so that it's interoperable between all of our other, you know, software products. Um, you know, so I, I think it's important for companies to, to, I mean, to your point, I think people are gonna have to put a stake in the ground and say, all right, we are actually going to prioritize innovation. We're going to look at the systems that we have now. We're going to look at what's out there on the market Um, And, you know, they're great podcasts like yours that are showcasing the art of the possible, um, you know, but but do you see more of an appetite of that uh, for that or is it just really depend on the company? Uh, I I, in the market. Yes,
1: there's no question. I I think the movement to the cloud is now it's it's like inevitable companies are all doing it. It's not you know, I I tell companies sometimes quite bluntly, uh, you're late, (laughs) you know, you're not you're not innovating this. You're late. Yeah, like that. That was that was five years ago, right? Everybody's on the cloud, everybody's got these solutions, and some people don't even realize it. Um, And I think, you know, to your point, integration and and having, again, taking one system and putting it into a place two or three is that's an efficiency, that's better if you can deal with one vendor, one process, uh, one app, right? And everything you need is connected. I mean, that's a perfect world, right? And, and I think that, the, the big challenge that I see a lot of companies the mistake if there is one that they make is I think they're depending on a big ERP vendor to solve their little fill challenges and it just it just doesn't happen they just don't they they have a really hard time doing it well um, it's yeah. just not their wheelhouse so I think partnering with a really great mobile solution that can feed that monster real time now, and, and put the data where it needs to be, that's what is an ideal situation for a company to really maximize both ends of that really, really up their profit game.
0: And, you know, looking, looking, you know, forward with, with this, you know, deluge of, uh, you know, emerging technology that's, that's coming, you know, between, you know, looking at AI and, and blockchain and immersive technology, do you see, some opportunity there for companies to start to now layer on even more efficiencies through, you know, visualization, digital twin, uh, you know, some, some of these, these, you know, even newer technologies. I do. I think, I mean, there's some, there's some great software
1: companies out there that are really pushing the limit on some of these things. They're, they're buying other companies and putting their solutions together and you know, trying to push them into, and that, that usually takes some time. It doesn't happen quick. But I think that is going to help move the needle on on those things, and then you know, general contractors and owners, right, on on capital projects, they're starting to demand this visibility. They're starting to demand these because they are seeing it elsewhere. They're hearing about it. They're reading about it. the The technology is becoming prevalent to where they want that on their project too. They need that visibility, and and uh, so I think solutions that companies can adopt and implement now to get ahead of those things they're going to have a marketing even advantage for you know over companies that are just laggards and that are doing the old school stuff they're they're not presenting well when they're trying to win these big projects if they don't have their finger on the pulse of of that data
0: and do you think that is that it's it's really kind of the 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 power to really push this change comes from the owners uh, because even the GCs, like a GC isn't going to say to an owner, well, this, these are our systems. Like, love and yeah. it. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. that's where the buck stops. And so, I mean, generals can push it down. But generally speaking, they, they, if that's just the deal, it's like with your parents when you're growing up. It's like, that's what, <laughs> like, I can't, I there's nowhere else to go
0: here, right? Like, now, if you're going to live under my roof, and right. well, so, then I'm not living under your roof. And then like, you know, about yeah. 45 minutes later, I'm like, all right. Yeah. all right, all right here we go. Can I
1: borrow $20? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. Back. Yeah. And can I have some money? Yeah. I like that.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's the key is, is, you know, owners. And we've seen that. I mean, I, I can't even count. I'd run out of fingers and toes. The times that we hear these stories of an owner that caught wind of what we were doing and what our customer was doing, and they had maybe five or 10 companies doing similar work and they mandated you will all standardize on this type of solution because I'm getting data daily. I'm getting reports. They're accurate. It's, it's like, I love it. This is what I need. Yeah. And, and, and even in some cases, investing, they're, they're, you know, maybe putting the bill or paying part of it and, and yeah. giving them credits to invest so that they have that visibility to make those decisions. And more. Original.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's a testament to the efficiencies and the money saving and time saving, uh, you know, if they are willing to invest, and I think you're right. I think it is going to have to be kind of this this mandate coming down from the owners. And I guarantee you, if you know leveraging this technology and the reporting starts to trigger payments, people are going to comply. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. And that's the other thing too. That that visibility to, and I don't know. I don't ever hear. It's funny. I don't ever hear people talking about this. I, I like to talk about it when I'm doing presentations or seminars or webinars or whatever, but the 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 speed and efficiency, which you can turn billing around when you have data at your fingertips every day, like you can hit those billing cycles. Yeah. You're, you might pick up a month on that check. And now what can you do? I, I mean, you're saving on interest, you're investing, you're using your cash. They're, they're so And the snowball of that, the X factor, right? You're saving one percent a day. It ends up being, you know, yeah. thirty-seven times over the course of the year that you've improved. I mean, what what if you could do that with your profit margin? What if you making? It incentives? seems like a
0: no-brainer. I mean, it just seems so. Of course, it's easy for us to say. Yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> it is. It's, it's how
0: it's how we roll, right? But it's true, and you know, you know, we are going to see smart contracts coming where. So much of this will be automated where, you know, it's, you won't even have to do the billing. Like it'll be written into the smart contract. There will, it will be, you know, wired through APIs into the various software programs that you're using. And then it'll spit out a report. And then once you hit the data, you know, points on that report and the markers, boom, your checks, like it goes right to your bank. I and mean, materials will be ordered and auto
1: shift. You know, it, I mean,
0: Kind so on of thing, the days of calling all the lumber salesmen. hey, can I get a, I like another it. bunk of plywood? Yeah, you know, I mean, I like we can all just be like in our fuzzy slippers <laughs> the condons, and, like the buildings are going to build themselves. <clears throat> we can Almost. get there. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like it. it. I like it. And so, you know, on do you have like some some you know solutions that you've seen that that either integrate um, with yours or that that you've seen that you know kind of stands alongside, um, uh, you know, the work that you're doing that's really exciting, you know, that you're like, you know, that now we're really starting to put all the pieces of the puzzle together.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a, there's a few things. I don't want to name any ERPs necessarily, but, you know, single anyone out or, or project management solutions, but there are some, some big players that have cloud solutions that have APIs that we could just feed data into and, just what you're talking about a lot of automation and all these back end processes so they're they're literally able to to have two people do what eight people were doing before in the office and they're not getting rid of people they need more help they're they're reallocating those resources to more profitable and more productive you know uh, time initiatives that that they just can't get to right now so it's back to that I'm taking things off your plate. I'm not adding new things to them. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And I, and I like that you brought up, you know, something that's really important and that, that I think is a, is a big fear factor is that people hear automation and they think, Oh my God, we're going to lose jobs. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It isn't that. And it is, a, it is a reallocation of time. Um, there may be some retraining involved, but you know, I think that, that from a, you know, culture perspective, and you talked about culture at the, at the very beginning, uh, I, I think it's also important that companies, you know, let their teams know that the the goal is to be more efficient, to get things done more quickly, and to actually give you some time back. Now, the reality is they're probably going to come up with some other things for them to do, but right. they're not going to be replaced, I think, is, is the message. Right, right. Yeah. yeah and,
1: they, and and really, I mean, every one of these initiatives, I mean, it's about producing something like nobody makes any money until something's produced. So it's about productivity. And you, we've all heard the phrase and probably quoted a million times, you know, what what gets measured improves essentially at some, yeah. some form of that quote. Uh, but but, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure. So when you're measuring this and it's presented in a dashboard and a report that you get every day and it's on your phone. I mean, it, you don't you don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need to text anyone. You don't need to ask anybody. Nobody's disrupting what they're doing. They're not being unsafe checking their texts when they're you know three stories up on a roof. They, all of these things are just gone, and now people are just working and getting things actually produced. So the money will flow like it's never flown before if you could take some of these roadblocks and and really inefficient processes out. And you're billing quicker. You're producing more. You're getting more jobs in a year. And in a time when most, com- I, I have a younger brother that he works for, he's a, a CPA, he's accounting, uh, the accountant for a large construction company. And I just was talking to him on Sunday. They, they build a lot of large custom homes, really large. They're four and a half years out, four and a half years, That's and they're great. still taking contracts. And I talked to him six months ago when they were two and a half years. And it's like, people still wanted to build their stuff, but they're just going to have to wait. Yeah. And what's the price going to be then? you know, it's like, man, if, if these companies could figure out how could I build more quicker and more efficiently with the same resource or less, my goodness, you know, I could double, triple my profits. I could get to work that, you know, I mean, you could, the growth would be exponential and whatever you want it to be.
0: Yeah. 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 It seems this is exciting. So let's go a little further in the future than four and a half years. I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone. Hmm. which is that if you could project yourself 20 25 years into the future and you could bring with you you know any product or service or gadget that that actually makes your life on a personal level better or makes you happy what would it be and what would it do oh my goodness <laughs> it doesn't you know and it doesn't have to be based in reality it could be cloak of invisibility you know teleport like teleporting <laughs> we've had some we've had some doozies
1: oh boy i i bet <laughs> oh my gosh i you know, it's like what you see on the movies when you, uh, Matt, like, I don't know if it's a helmet or if it's the goggles or I mean, we're starting to see some of these things, but it's like, you know, I like the mountains, I like hiking and hunting and camping and being out, you know, outdoors. And, you know, if, if I could teleport myself to those locations on demand, so you're not wasting time. I mean, I enjoy the journey. I like road trips, but like, sometimes you just want to be on the beach, right? So yeah, yeah. somehow uh, teleporting to those experiences or places quickly, even if it was in your mind and you felt like it
0: was real, then yeah, I like it. I like that. And, you know, I, 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 I fly United all the time and, um, still need to talk to them about my global services status, but that's neither here nor there, but they, they have been promoting, they have a great ad for now they're going back to supersonic, right. And they're just like, okay boom. And then they show the, you know, the new aircraft. And I think they're going to start rolling them out in about four years, but they're they're, the thing is like Paris for lunch. And I'm like, okay, wow. That's (laughs) that's four years. So I actually think you're going to get your wish before 20. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Wow. Cool. Can't wait.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been fun turning the tables on you today and having you be the guest and me be the host. And I, you know, I really had fun. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Amy. Look forward to doing it again down the road. We'll have to have back on ours.
0: Absolutely.